0: Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but
1: only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's Huzzah! A toast to breakfast.
2: It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure. Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a One Key member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia made to travel. Hey, podcast listeners. Some of you may know that Oprah began having conversations about the deeper meaning of life and the world around us, even in the early days of the Oprah Show.
0: When you look inward, then you can begin to create another kind of power.
2: Because we know you love a Super Soul style discussion. I went, aha. We opened up the vault of The Oprah Winfrey Show to handpick episodes that will enhance the Super Soul podcast library.
3: Every experience in our lives is to teach us to learn to
2: love. Please enjoy this past episode of The Oprah Winfrey Show on Super Soul Conversations.
3: We did a show called My Life is Driving Me Crazy, and we talked on that show with Mary Ann Williamson, author of the book A Return to Love. We received more mail from that show than any other show we've done. And some of the letters we received said that that show and the book were very inspiring, but they raised a lot of questions, because the idea of living your life with total inner peace, which is what the book espouses, no matter what happens, is admittedly easier said than done. So we decided to take this woman's suggestion. She writes, we had Marianne Williamson on your show talking about her new book, A Return to Love. That show truly impacted my life and my situation. And once I read the book, all I think about is now how can I change my life and situation by following the purpose inner peace. I'm 33 years old and married. My husband and I have four children. My husband is unemployed due to a back injury that he received while working. And since that time he's not been able to find employment. I'm the only one working, trying to make ends meet. I go to church. I truly believe in God. It seems that the more I try to rely on God and things to work out, it seems as though they get worse. It's starting to look like separation and welfare are our only choice. Maybe there is a possibility you could have Mary Ann back on your show. Mary Ann Williamson is here to join us to answer specific questions about her book, which says, inner peace is our goal. You know, I have been believing in the principles espoused in Marianne's book, which are really basically the same thing that the Bible has said for many years, as long as the Bible has been in existence, and that is, love is the way. The interesting thing for me was reading Marianne's book, I relearned a lot of things and became so clear about so many others
2: did you know that it's asian american and pacific islander heritage month macy's is highlighting some really cool aapi owned brands right now like Cardon, kaja amelia george and hey Meave. plus you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or roundup in store to apia scholars apia is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at macys.com or in-store.
4: Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mow and Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner too, so she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green like a like a good neighbor. Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.
3: Well, Liz says that her divorce was about fighting and anger before she decided to end the conflict with a change in her attitude. And Georgia, this is the most amazing story, says she's found inner peace even though she was raped by two men one day and the very next day her baby daughter drowned in the bathtub. You know, it's very easy when your life is going well and everybody's smiling at you to have faith, but true faith is knowing, I think, that your life is going to be all right, no matter what, because we are here for a spiritual purpose and not just for our physical existence. Though most of us get caught up in the physical day to day, and I think you coming to some terms with with what has happened in your life is you are a lesson for all of us. How how did that happen?
1: Well, it was hard. Um, my life was like a nightmare mm-hmm. after it happened. I didn't know what to do. I just was like disintegrating and my husband and I nearly broke up we were a lot of fighting and then to the point of not talking and then he said he wanted to divorce and then a miracle happened I got pregnant again Mm. and it was pretty bad for the first few months because we were still fighting and everybody was angry we hated ourselves
3: But how do you find inner peace when you've lost a child? Well, I know that she's
1: in heaven. Mm -hmm. I know God's keeping her there. And if I didn't get some inner peace for me, I wasn't going to be able to go where she is Mm -hmm. and see her, you know, Mm -hmm. for eternity. It's hard because I have tremendous guilt also.
3: But changing your belief and changing your perception has helped you. Oh, definitely. definitely. Done the
0: same for you? Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. The change of perception has just opened up all the doors. It, everything clicked when I changed my perception.
3: That's what Marianne describes in the book as what a real miracle is. Most of us think that it's it's turning the water into wine, which also is a miracle if you can do that. But it's walking through your life every day and being able to look at your life differently and being able to see things from a different perspective, changing the way you think about a situation. So how has that changed for you?
0: Everything just clicked into place. I learned how to turn it over to God. I always believed that things happened for a reason. And I was able to turn it over to Him and to eliminate my anger and to forgive. Mm -hmm. But Um, isn't
3: that hard, though, because I'm I'm still practicing surrendering, you know, surrendering. And when we say God, I think it's important for us to note that we include all religions, because I think that there are many paths to God. You don't have to be Christian, you don't have to be Jewish, you don't have to be Muslim, but when we say God, we mean love and that God is loving of all people. And so if you choose to take a Christian path or a Jewish path or another kind of path, that getting there is, is, is what's important. So.
0: Religion alone never clicked with me. I was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic schools. I read the Bible. I went to 12-step programs. I tried to learn how to get it Mm -hmm. and how to surrender to God. And after reading the book and just thinking in terms of believing in love Mm -hmm. and to be able to reach out to everyone in love, just to feel that peace, to surrender, Mm -hmm. really changed it for me. I was able to just give up so much not to control, not to try to change, and just to allow
3: God to come to me. It's hard to surrender sometimes because there are lots of times when I say, God, you take this over, but then I'll pick it up and try to (laughs) handle it myself. That's the hardest part. As I said before, it is much easier to say, return to love and the world will be healed than it is to actually achieve that state. But I believe that the reason we're all here on the planet Earth is just that. I believe that in the deepest part of myself, that we're all here and that every experience in our lives is to teach us to learn to love. That is exactly what the book, A Return to Love, is all about. The author of that book, Mary Ann Williamson, is back with us to answer some specific questions about what we mean when we say the only thing that's wrong with the world is that we have forgotten how to love. Mary Ann, it's great to see you. Oh, see great you. to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, one of the letters, and we received some <clears throat> wonderful letters. And I've said that we, there's more response to this show than any show we've ever done. And I think one of the reasons for that is, is that people Understand what you say in the book, that the world is in need of healing. God sent help. He sent us. I think somewhere on a deeper level we all understand that if it's going to change, it has to begin with each one of us.
5: Absolutely. You
3: could have actually called the book Inner Peace. Mm -hmm. Could you not?
5: In A Course in Miracles it says that the goal of the Course is the attainment of inner peace. I think a lot of us think if the world changes in this way, this way, or this way, then I'll be at peace. If the money comes, if the job comes, if whatever, then I'll be at peace. But really, when we find peace, then those things have an easier time happening. We can go straight to peace. It's the idea that peace of mind is not circumstance-dependent. There are people whose lives look to you and me perfect, and they're tortured inside. And there are people who have very, very difficult personal circumstances who have a lot of inner peace. That's a
3: good thing to say, Marianne, not to be tortured inside. Because you can attain all the things and still feel like, OK, you got in the microwave, and you got the car, and listen, you got the wall-to-wall carpeting and you even got new carpeting, and you still something's going on.
5: You know, I, I work with a lot of people who are ill with diseases like AIDS and cancer. And I often say to people in these groups, I say, you know, it seems to you when you, let's say, HIV positive, that a healthy body would be a source of such happiness. But obviously, a healthy body isn't the source of happiness, because look at all the people with healthy bodies who are not happy. As The Course in Miracles says, peace of mind is clearly an internal matter. Internal matter.
3: Joyce is the one who wrote us that long letter and asked us to have you back, Marian. You had some things you wanted to say. In in reading your book, I mean, it truly inspired me to, to change, to want change in my life and to know that there is a purpose. But as I said in my letter, it seems as the more that I think I'm doing right or whatever, it still keeps going wrong. How can I or what advice would you have to say for me to be able to put your book in perspective and say, okay, fine, Joyce. It's time to change regardless of what what the situations are or the circumstances.
5: I read your letter. You're the lady, Mm -hmm. yes, who has the four children and the husband with the back injury, and he wants so much to find work, and he can't, and he's willing to sign an affidavit that said if his back was hurt on the job, he wouldn't sue, but still no one will give him a job. And you've got four kids, and you're one person working, and you're having a real difficult time making ends meet. And I'm sure your husband, also you have to deal with the depression. He must feel that on top of the fact you're having such a hard time keeping it together economically, how he must feel not being able to work, not being able to be the provider, right? right? I was very touched by your letter, as was Oprah. Okay, what do you need? What does this lady need?
3: She needs A a miracle.
5: Absolutely. She needs a miracle. Now this is what the issue is. In A Course in Miracles, it says moving mountains is small compared to what you can do. The real issue here is a matter of faith and belief for everybody in this room and everybody watching, watching this show. Do we or do we not believe that there is a power greater than the power of this world? This is really what the issue is. We have faith in this back injury of your, of your husbands. We have faith in a recession, which makes it difficult for a lot of people to get work, even when they don't have physical injury. We have faith in the fact that there is only limited resource. You only have so much money and four kids to feed, plus you and your husband. We have faith in the limitation and the negativity of this world. What we need is to withdraw our faith from the negativity and finite belief system of this world, and to instead open ourselves to the faith that God has the power to break through this limitation, to break through this negativity, to open up so that there are infinite possibilities as opposed to the finite possibilities that we see now. That We now join our minds with yours. And we say, now, wait a minute. We know that there are billions of people on this planet who believe in finite resources. We know there are billions of people on this planet who believe, hey, back injury, you know, what can we do? But we don't believe, or do we? You and I choose not to believe in this moment as a, in a God. Do we believe in a God who's looking at Joyce and saying, love to help you, but God, his back hurts. What can I do? My hands are tied. Right? Do we or do we not believe in a God whose hands are tied? So what I'd like to do with you, if it's OK with you, and ask anybody in this room who feels comfortable with it, is that we join our minds. And this joining of mind is called prayer. And what we want to pray for here is a miracle. We want to take this moment and ask for a breakthrough. Can we do that? Is do, that. Like to do it? Dear God, we know that in the ways of the world, Joyce and her husband, Myron, are suffering as many others do. They are held back and they are limited. Her husband is hurt, he is injured, he cannot work, he cannot find work, the children need to be fed, etc. We know that you know every aspect of their situation, and now we witness as the arms of God are placed around Joyce and her husband Myron and all of their children, and each of us witness in our own way, to some of us this presence appears as the face of Jesus, but not to all of us. And we now see this power of God, which lies beyond the power of this world, so embrace Joyce and Myron. We invite God's Spirit into this situation to lift it up and out. May she and Myron now rise above and beyond all dimensions of despair. May the power of God be a love that casts out fear. May the power of God be a peace here which casts out all pain. May the power of God be the light which casts out all darkness. May the Holy Spirit now enter here, completely reverse and transform this situation from one of darkness to light. In our minds at this moment, we hold to this possibility and to this absolute guarantee that it is the will of God that joy be found here, that all tears be wiped away, and we join in knowing that the will of God has never not been done. Thank you very much. Together we all say
3: amen. Amen.
2: Selling smoothies is what I do, but for small business insurance, I chose my state farm agent. He's a small business owner, too, so he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.
1: You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time.
3: You wanted to say what? Hi, Marianne.
1: My question was, I read the book, and it's wonderful, and thank you for writing it. Thank you
3: very but
1: much. But it's a part of the book where you talk, there's really no different love, that love is the same for everyone. Oh, I and love no, that part. There's no love with difference between a mother and daughter, or a husband and wife. And uh, I think the relationships, I don't know if it purposely makes the love. I don't know if difference is the right word, but maybe oh. the intensity is a little different. Because though I, I can honestly that. say I, I can love everyone, and I tried to do that, but my love for my mother It's different because our relationship has
5: formed us that way. Of course, that's the difference between content and form. In A Course in Miracles it says that there is no love but God's, that love itself, in love itself there is no difference. But the form that love takes obviously is different. So I don't think there's anything in my book or in the Course that disagrees with you. I mean, there were people that Jesus Himself had a closer, more intense relationship with than others.
3: You understand that?
1: most definitely. It? My friend Tracy sort of pointed that <laughs> out. Yeah. That's the only part of the book we had a little disagreement on and he did point that out to me. Right. Yeah. There's
5: platonic love, there's sexual love, there's but the content of the love, the love itself.
3: So many people ruin their lives, you know. I wouldn't have a show if people weren't in special love relationships.
5: <laughs> well, yes, we'd just be celebrating. Be all the time. celebrating instead. Mean, but so
3: too. many people have that, they think that you're, they have to find Mr. or Ms. Wright in right. order to find love, <laughs> when the truth of the matter is you encounter 100 people every day you could give love to. So let's talk about the special relationship and how that hangs people up.
5: Well, you know, one of the interesting things is if we think that the real love experience that's important is this one special <laughs> love, then what it means is that we fail to take the opportunities that we're given to receive and give love all throughout the day. Right. One of the things I talk about in, in my book is if you're mean all day, you know, you just don't care about people, you're not giving to people, you're not loving to people, and then you have a date at 8 o'clock at night with this person that you care so much about. So all of a sudden, you're going to turn into an angel mm-hmm. because you want to impress this person, you want to give love and receive love from this person. When you've
3: thrown change at the counter, cursed out the toll booth right. operator. Exactly. Totally. <laughs> Been mean to the bank teller, cursed everybody out all the way to work, cut off the people in traffic, and then you're going to get pretty. your system is
5: depleted. Your system is depleted because you denied yourself your daily bread. So then it's real difficult. You know, there's bleed through. People can smell it when somebody isn't really coming from, from that place. And I think the most attractive thing in an intimate relationship is the same thing that's the most attractive thing ultimately in any relationship. And that's that we seem like our own life is a space for love. Mm -hmm. Where love is given and love is received. You know, when you were here before,
3: people were saying, well, what do you mean by love? And even my best friend, Gail, has said, does she mean love all the time? Because I can love some people, but can you just love all the time? I think it's very important to be clear. And one of the things Marianne says in the book is that one of the prayers you give, I think it's on page 57 or 55, about, dear God, I choose inner peace. That what you're trying to do doesn't mean you're going around embracing everybody skippity-doo-dah-day, unless that's what you want to do. But that in every situation, you choose inner peace, that you ask for inner peace. You want the cars, the houses, and all that. But you don't want it unless you're going to be peaceful
5: once you get in the house. Well, what The Course in Miracles teaches us is that love is real, and nothing else truly exists. It's the love in life which is real, and that love is always available, regardless of what is appearing to happen on the earth plane. I think that's what Clarence was, was talking about. I think that that's what's relevant for Joyce with her husband, the idea that there is love in this situation, there is love in this room, and that when we know this, we settle down into a greater peace. We look around this room and we say, "Okay, the reality here is that there are all these different bodies and all these different people. And everybody here has a different story. And I don't know who these people are. And I don't know if they like me. Where do I fit in? And what's really going on here? And my god, what am I going to really do with my life? That produces a kind of tension. And yet that tension is what runs most of us moment by moment, day by day. Then there's a completely different way of looking at it. And that is the thought, that there's really only one reality in this room. Really, all of us are exactly the same. And if you go deep down enough into every person in this room, the reality inside of us is our love. That inside Oprah Winfrey is just a lot of love. And inside Marion Williamson is a lot of love. And inside Joyce is a lot of love. And inside Clarence, there's a lot of love. And inside Elliot, there's a lot of love. And you just kind of go around the room, and you say, the reality of that lady is not her purple shirt or where she's been or what she's doing, her mistakes, her achievements. But what's real about her is all this love she feels in her heart. All right, so if we have all this love, why is it so hard down. to let it come through all the time? Well, first of all, the thought system, what I just said, is radically different from the thought system of this world. Right. How much of the stimulus of the world in which we live talks about everybody's reality being love? And all of us pick up on a daily basis, moment by moment, and do from the time we're small children, all of this thinking, which is everything but love, that you got to do a certain thing to be worthy. And people are not their love. They're their mistakes. They're their guilt. And they're only enough resources. There is not infinite love. So all of us are in this state like this. And through spiritual practice, and there are many different forms of spiritual Mm -hmm. practice, we unlearn that thought system. And it's just like in the Bible when it says, I used to see us through a glass darkly. I used to see us through a glass darkly mean I used to think that woman was her dress. And I used to think that man was his resume. And I used to think that that woman was her mistakes. I saw it through a glass darkly. Now the scales have been taken from in front of my eyes, and I see face to face.
3: Sue Richards wrote me that on your broadcast with Marian Williamson, you said, I believe everything happens for a reason, even horrible things. Well, please hear my story and see if you can find the reason since I've searched in vain for nearly two years in hopes of finding one. The day before my scheduled wedding to my fiance David, Wedgeland, I buried him. My fiancé, the best man, the usher, and three other male friends were returning on a small private plane from a pre-wedding celebration when their chartered Cessna 210 disappeared from radar. Sadly, here I am, one and a half years after this tragedy, struggling to pay the mortgage on a house I'm reluctant to part with, since doing so seems too close to parting with the memories that we shared here. I miss my life as it was. I can do nothing to bring back my love except think of what could have been, And sometimes the loneliness, the anger, is more than I can comfortably endure. And she asks, what is the reason for this horrible happening? This is Sue Richards.
5: Have you found some answers for yourself? Well, reading the book helps. Mm -hmm. But I'm not at that inner peace place.
0: I still feel picked on by God, Mm -hmm. because I did a lot of the things that you said. I've always taken responsibility for myself. I've always been a good person, always done the right thing. Always had a lot of faith. That's why at that point when that happened, my life was perfect. Had never been more perfect. And I was grateful. And when it happened, I didn't know why. I still
5: don't know why. Mary The perspective that I deal with, and I talk often to people who have things happen in their lives which seem so unexplainable. In worldly terms, you experience a great tragedy. and. Obviously, many people do. I think the question is less, why did this happen? And more, what do I do with this now that it did? I read your letter, Oprah showed it to me, and I was very moved by it, as was she. You talk a lot in the letter about the experiences of other people in the aftermath of the airplane crash, how you came together, how you bonded, how you held each other up, how you supported one another. And you talked about how you're different as people now. And you yourself used in the letter the word resurrection. And you said that there has been a resurrection of sorts in who you are. Obviously, faith does not mean that your fiancé will come back in physical form while you live on this earth. Faith does say that he lives, that although the body can be destroyed, the Son of God cannot be. Faith does tell us that he is still here with you and will be with you always. There was a woman who came to my lectures whose husband died, and she asked me to officiate at the service. And she said there was a woman named Terry who used to sing at my lectures. And she said Jack, who died, used to love it when Terry sang. Do you think Terry would be willing to sing at this service? I told Terry about this, and she said, oh, sure. Tell me the story. And I told her about this marriage between these two people, Jack and May, and how much they loved each other, and that Jack had suddenly died. And Terry wrote a song, and the lyrics of the song were, "Darling, there are many ways to see And it was like Jack talking to May. And he said, you're not going to see me walking up the driveway anymore. And you're not going to see me making coffee in the kitchen anymore. But darling, there are many ways to see. Do you know I heard an interview once with Yoko Ono. It wasn't heard. I read it. And in this interview, the journalist said to Yoko Ono, it must be terrible for you losing John Lennon, because you used to spend 95% of your time together. And she said, oh. Now we spend 100% of our time together.
4: Lori. Lori was in our audience and Marianne was here. I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and I was always a person that worked like seven days a week and I was told now that I have to work like a normal 40 hours a week. I have a son and I have this new husband and I'm just having a real hard time adjusting to that I can't do everything and be there for everybody. Let me tell
5: you something a woman who has a husband and a child and works too many hours is not strong she is weak. hmm. And when she said that to you you felt what?
4: Well at first I thought well how could you just go and change your life right away and I thought well she was right but you know it takes a long time for you to come to terms that this is what you have to do. I went out and got the book and I read it and I thought well this is really wonderful but how do you just go and change your life? Well, I started getting more stressed out with everything at work and trying to juggle and do everything at once. And I'm in the flower business. And it was the week of Mother's Day, the Thursday before Mother's Day, I was on a verge of a nervous breakdown. I live above the business and I went upstairs to my room and I just started crying. And I felt like a tornado had twirled and I was against the wall and I was a puppet to everything in my life. I had no control over anything. And I was so bad I called the crisis hotline just to talk to somebody. Really. And they said to me, do you believe in God or higher power? And I said, yes, I did. They said, well, I suggest that you sit down and pray as hard as you can. I said, well, I'm not suicidal or anything, but I really don't know what I'm doing anymore. So I got off the phone, and I just remember sitting there and praying to God and saying, God, I can't do it anymore. I need you. I need you more than ever. Don't, don't desert me. I need you. And then all of a sudden, I called my husband up at work and said, It's it. I quit working, it's over, I can't do it anymore. And my husband said, that's it, we're moving out tonight from the flower shop, we're getting an apartment, that's it. That afternoon my friends came and helped me move, I never saw the apartment until we were halfway moved in there. I have the best apartment in the whole building, in the whole complex. I have a pool, I have a pond where my son could fish, and now I am a mother at home raising my son and taking care of myself and my husband. Wow. So. Yeah, God. What did you mean, Marianne? though? What did you mean
3: when you said, you're not strong, you're weak? What did you mean?
5: Well, many women have to work a certain number of hours a day, and that's not what I was speaking of. But I was speaking of the fact that, and I say this as a woman who works myself and as as a mother myself, I do think that in this country, and I hope that I'm not misunderstood by this, because I am a political liberal. But I do think that something terrible has happened in this country. Sometimes we act like it's more valid or more meaningful work for a woman to go out in the world rather than the meaning and the true value, the most valuable things for the planet, I think, which has to do with the love we give our children, the love we give our husbands, the love we give ourselves. So you had a miracle. I
4: had a miracle. And I do want to say I'll probably never be rich and never drive the BMW, unless Oprah lets me maybe use hers. You will. <laughs> <laughs> but, But you know what? I will never forfeit the love that I have now for myself, my husband, my son, and my family. And
3: I think- That's wonderful.
5: (laughs)
4: There's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than that,
5: yeah. And I think that there's a relationship between the recession and the terrible economic and social problems that we have in this world and the fact that there's not enough love in the home. Because love in a home, love in a family, whether it be a traditional model of family or not, is what gives us our personal human juice to then go out into the world. So if we're trying to work so hard to make ends meet, and then we don't have any family life, it really works the other way around. We have family lives, whether traditional models or not, in order to give us the adrenaline to go out and really make things happen in the world. A lot of your
1: book is based on Christian Christian thought, what would you say to a person who doesn't necessarily believe that Jesus is the Son of God or doesn't necessarily believe in the Holy Spirit? How could they apply your thought into their life?
5: Well, I know in the philosophy that I am interested in, no one is trying to get us to believe in Jesus. It's trying to get us to believe in one another. And for those of us who do take Jesus seriously, we come to understand that to believe in one another is to believe in Him. To believe in Him without believing in people, to think we're good to Him while we're judging other people, is total blasphemy, and God is not mocked. So, the belief in people, goodness to people, forgiveness of people, is the message of God, and Jesus is one of His messengers. A Course in Miracles, for instance, which is the philosophy that my book is based on, although it uses Christian terms, it uses them in decidedly non traditional ways. Students of this kind of philosophy come from all religions and no religions. There are many, many paths to God. Jesus, I believe, is a door, but I don't believe he's the only one.
3: I'm so glad to be here. This is the best day I've had in years. I've had six total hip replacements done. And I became Mr. Mom through this. My wife works. I don't see people too often. I don't go out. So this is a miracle for me to be here. But I come and tell you thank you.
2: Selling smoothies is what I do, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too, so he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.